Welcome everyone to your ongoing journey or leap into a new world of opportunity. Inside Japan podcast is a stepping stone for your next adventure. It is a show filled with informative interviews, perspectives on local life, and how you can master your path into the unknown. For today, kick back and listen to the wisdom of our host, James. James here, coming to you with episode number 92 of the Inside Japan podcast, brought to you by JobsJapan.com. And today, we are joined by Peter from JobsJapan.com to give us a little update, insight, his thoughts of his multiple, multiple, a decade at least, of of uh, history in the working in Japan field or hiring people in Japan field. Uh, so yeah, we talk about a lot of things. Uh, we end with, I know, talking about starting your own school. We talk about some of these uh, lectures he's done. We talk about what's going on today in the world of teaching English, uh, making resumes, all that kind of stuff. So if you're anyone interested in that field, uh, the working in Japan side of things, please continue to listen here today. Uh, I want to talk about also coronavirus. I mean, it's definitely getting serious now, and Japan has to is going to do something. So I'm, any teachers out there, please let me know if you have updates because, I mean, it is looking very – we talk about it in the interview as well about coronavirus and the effects it might have, but it is looking very likely that – I know Jet is sending out mess- messages saying to get ready to be staying home for two weeks and stuff. I mean, it's – who knows what's going to happen. So if you have any information, I'm always ready for it on Twitter, ALT Insider FY. Let me know. But, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get to it. My interview with Peter from JobsInJapan.com. All right, guys, very special guest on the show today, Peter from the best job hunting website on J- in Japan, on Japan, in Japan, jobsjapan.com. Peter, how are you feeling today? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. Um, so you guys are going to ask first, how are things going with jobsjapan.com? Actually, things are going great. So now it's the peak hiring season, and we have more jobs than we've ever had before. There's about uh, 250, 260 jobs on there now. Um for the employers, this is their kind of crazy season because a lot of the job hoppers or people looking for a job, uh, they want to see what's out there before the April 1st um, start of the fiscal year. So they're acting like um, basically um, uh, just anyways, like sports agents uh, seeing what's out there. They're going on free agency. So I know like, you know, you, your, your uh, clients and people that are hiring people know about the hiring season. They, they're a lot busier this time, but does the website get like a lot more hits during the time as well? Do people really know like this is the time to get jobs in Japan? Oh, they definitely know that. So they, uh, especially with the English schools or ALTs and all this, they know that, uh, uh to get the teachers uh, from overseas are going to have to start, um, October, November ish, um, uh, because of the, all the visa stuff. And if they want a local, uh, domestic hire, they're going to have to start, um, basically in about January. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, it's a big time to get in there. Uh, so is there any kind of, you know, there's Interact is kind of the big ALT company. People know that's the biggest. Uh, is there any kind of new people coming to this space at all? I always wonder that. Like, it seems like there's these, these like, behemoths of the industry in the dispatch world, but is there any kind of new smaller companies coming up, or is it kind of tough to get in that in that, that field? Uh, there's always new entrants, just like even on the job board space. There are always people that just make a their own little WordPress space, uh, WordPress site, and try and get something. But, uh uh, there's been more consolidation than anything else, um, but uh, there are the bigs, yeah. And you know, so Interact is probably the biggest. I think they have like 2,800 or so um, ALTs. This is they're the biggest outside of like the Jet program, but that's the government. Um, but uh, so we have some um, local uh, local players, but uh, yeah, you have some that are just going for like Tohoku or just for little areas, just their own little prefecture and all this. And um, yeah, of course. Uh, 
for dispatch, it's not just for teachers. So we have a bunch of those in Tokyo as well. Mm. Okay, I want to get your opinion on this because, you know, Mext was a, I remember when the news came out, Mext was saying, hey, we're going to get an ALT for every school. That was this big goal they had, like 2016, I think, and it was for 2020, and now 2020 is here. Um, so <laughs> do, you think, do you think that's created a lot more ALT jobs? I mean, have they been able to fill all those jobs? What is, how did that turn out, you think? So, yeah, that's a weird one because, uh, yeah, they, it's not like every school is guaranteed an ALT uh, by the tax dollar and all this. And uh, a lot of the schools are just um, uh, going to the other sources, ALT providers and all this, or uh, even some direct hires. But um, I haven't seen a big change. So, yeah, they were going to make this big rollout. Uh, I remember like five years ago they said, oh, yeah, we're going to extend the JET program, maybe have 10,000 teachers come in and all this and um, like, a, like a computer on every desk type of thing. But, uh, no, that really didn't happen. Uh-huh. And I wonder why what that did. But um, I guess you should ask, too, about coronavirus. I mean, it's, we're, it's a big topic right now. It's a hot topic. Everyone is, everyone's got to watch out. But it's masks are all over the place. Um, Abe's just talking about canceling, like, two weeks of all events in, in Japan and stuff like that. Uh, so you, in China, actually, uh, in the public schools, they kind of went to an online-only system. Uh, you, I, I know you're not an expert in this field, but I just want to get your thoughts on that. Is that a possibility that might happen if the corona thing keeps going? Is it going to be... All ALT is doing online teaching this year, maybe. I'm not sure about that, but a lot of the schools are considering, um, I say, postponing the start of the school day for an hour or so. Um, to, so they're, the kids are commuting in off-peak times. And so, yeah, no, but right now, as time we're recording this, yeah, nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you're in Tokyo, so I know it's a little different than down but, here in but Kyushu. But. Yeah, actually, one of the things that was going on, so I'm actually um, a member of uh, TAPE, which is the Tokyo Association of International Preschools. They've been saying, like, uh, they've been uh, asked by the local government to cancel field trips. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, just uh, yeah, why give the kids more exposure than they should have, so... Yeah, that's, that's it's tough tough for everybody right now. And just it's it's it, we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll see the Olympics. I guess that's the real thing. This <laughs> kid's going to the Olympics. What about that? You know, that's gonna be crazy. But anyway, yeah. back on topic. Back on the ranch here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you got to tell me. I, I I promoted this job on my uh, Twitter as well. It was for Tokyo uh, LT position, five thousand five hundred yen an hour. That's crazy. That's, yeah. What's going on here? There has to be about some negative points to that. Let us know. Is well, it that good? Well, yeah, it was that good, and it was great to see for once. Uh, teaching job paying a livable wage. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But no, actually, the job you're talking about is through the Tokyo Metropolitan Government's uh, Board of Education. Uh, it was actually a direct hire in the end. So they were paying 5500 per hour and as a part-time gig. Um, and they were looking for 80 teachers. So, yeah, that's, so we were actually the company that got the, the gig from the, the bid. Is it called? Called Dick International. Yeah, I know. It's just an unfortunate name for a company, but... Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's... Um, anyways, no, it's uh, D-I-C. Yeah, there's no... Uh, the spelling is a little different. Sounds the same, yeah. Okay. But, um, so, yeah, what we were doing is um, because uh, the year before, uh, the Board of Education job, I think that was done by Persona, Pasona, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, and they were actually a little bit... Uh, uh, so not surprised, but, yeah, a little bit surprised that they got it because they thought maybe the... Um, the, the bid was rigged or something like that, but they got it. And um, they actually asked um, Jobs in Japan to help with the uh, initial screening 
Okay. So what does that yeah, what is what does that entail? That means that uh, just the initial interview or you check the resumes, what does that entail? So because uh, let's call them DIC for uh, because I don't want to pronounce their name the other way. Uh, DIC yeah. was um, in charge of doing the initial interviews and then it goes off to the board of education for them to place and it could have been mornings, afternoons, they even have night classes because they're public schools, so they do have the Yako or whatever the uh, the night schools for the kids. Okay. All this, and so uh, what I just did was I was in charge of just um, filtering out the resumes to see uh, who made the grade and who didn't. And this is there was no discrimination as to race, color, creed, religion. There was no discrimination at all. But of course, those that were uh, native speakers or had certifications were an experience were given preferential treatment. Mm. Mm-hmm. So how about with I mean in terms of I mean it sounds like a great job obviously uh, negatives could be are they only hiring from inside Japan or they could it be anywhere it's I think a, if it was it, from anywhere you'd get a million it's <laughs> a it's a part time and uh, they have to go in for a face to face interview and because it's part time you couldn't offer a visa okay okay so that's the kind of the only negative points but yeah if you if you have that it's pretty good. Um, so is this like I mean I know that that kind of pay is extremely rare. So is this a once in a lifetime thing, a sign of things to come? What what let them pay this much? I guess my question. Well, uh, it's the government. So, but uh, no, I just looking at all the uh, I say the uh, applications that were coming in. I'm sure a lot of these people had already made promises to their normal school uh, that uh, they were going on for the next year or whatever. So. I'm guessing that a lot of schools are going to be getting notices that there are family emergencies coming up and they can't take the contract that they were going to sign with ABC school. Uh, so it's going to be a little disruptive there, but, um, but it was good to see that there's a, I say a livable wage for uh, teaching because it, it was going the wrong way with um, just a race to the bottom and just cutting, cutting, cutting. And if this is uh, going to change some things, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. I know it's a little different situation because that's a part-time job, but I've been getting some people, ALTs are telling me like they had to start doing, I know it's not going to get to the legal uh, minutiae here, mm-hmm. but uh, that that that's, I forget what it was called, but it's like you have to reapply for your job and stuff. You know you know yeah. about that I'm talking mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah. yeah. Is, is, is it, That's affecting a lot of people, right? I mean, is that like, do they have to do a whole like resume again and stuff or do they have to interview again? How does that work? Uh I may be incorrect with some of this, but my understanding is that you have to reapply. So it's not that the extension is, I say, guaranteed or a foregone conclusion. So you basically have to jump through the hoops one more time, or it's almost like the hot can law. So after two or three years, um, that it's basically an ex- almost uh, full-time Seishine position. So that you're expected to this to be renewed automatically as a rubber stamp. So basically, I think they just make you reapply so that there's no guarantee or expectation. Uh, wink, wink, nod, nod, just so there's no um, legal ramifications later saying, hey, I went three years without having to reapply. So, yeah, it's expected. I'll be so you don't have that expectation. Uh, okay, okay. And I'll put I'll put the link to that what I'm actually talking about because I definitely didn't describe that well enough. But yeah, that's definitely a thing that people are dealing with now. So, uh, yeah. But if you have to go through that, obviously everyone out there, they'll tell you. So don't worry. Um, I I want to wonder. I guess I don't know if you know, but is it really just like you know? It seems like the easiest thing to do is just hire the same person, right? Like, okay, we got to do this, but you you're coming back, or is it really a new a new hiring hiring uh you know hiring process going through that or not uh, but actually i think it's better for the school because sometimes you get a 
a teacher that's a little bit of a dud, if you will. And just like uh, for, for example, uh, when a lot of these new apartment complexes or schools that uh, run the uh, entrance on the lottery system, uh, so basically a lot of them use that so they can take the automatically take the ones that they like. Uh, they'll use the lottery for the rest of them, and for they don't like, they're automatically cut out. And it's like, oh, it was all done by lottery. So I think I think this is a way of making people reapply. It's just saying, geez, this guy. James, he just, we just don't like him and all this. But um, yeah, and just uh, an excuse to get rid of the person um, and saying that, yeah, we have to reapply and we have to do this every year, almost as an excuse that you can, I don't want to say fire, but get rid of those that you find undesirable. Yeah, because it is a problem. There always is a lot of, uh, somehow some of this like undesirables still get to the cracks, you know, somehow. Well, some people are disgruntled and um, yeah, the years go on and um yeah, they just um, are less and less enthused about the job. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, so now you've been doing the ATJ Expos, which, again, please describe that, I guess, for anyone who doesn't know what the heck that is. The ATJ Expos are, okay. are a cool, cool events. What are they What are they? Exactly? Okay, ETJ, English Teachers in Japan, is a uh, nonprofit group in Japan. It has about 13,000 teachers in Japan, and they do various things from training on for EFL or it's like TESOL training and all this, but... Once a year in different locations, uh, some five different locations, they have what they call an expo, which is basically their one or two day conference. Uh, so they can be teaching kids. It can be uh, for school owners on uh, how to do the, your school by the numbers, uh, using flashcards and just anything and everything to do with teaching English. So I run the job board. Uh, Jobs in Japan is the official job board of the group. So I give two different uh, seminar sessions. One is for job seekers and how to get a job or a better job in Japan uh, because uh, there are a lot of good educators that uh, just don't know how to play the game of getting a job. So writing a, an effective cover letter or interviewing and they just don't know how to communicate their skills. Um, and the other one are for the independent school owners on just the reverse side on how to hire a better teacher and avoid hiring that disgruntled, toxic, uh, foreign teacher. Um, so because a lot of these teachers that you don't want, they're professional job hoppers and they know exactly what question you're going to ask them and how to answer it. And basically I give some advice on how to avoid hiring that, uh, that bad teacher. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I know you can't, don't want to share everything, of course. You want to make it exclusive for the for the expo. But give us, I would like to hear the interested in that kind of side of things, so like, so people that are trying to get a job can know what to not do. So what do you tell those kind of small school owners to watch out for in people hiring, uh, in people applying? Well, uh, for example, well, on both sides, so about um, for all the applications you get, uh, there are only going to be like 1% or 2% that actually write a decent cover letter saying, where they found the job, why they like it, what they can bring to the table, and give, go on detail so it seems like you're wooing away from this their present job to work for you. Um, but uh, most of them are just these copy-paste cover letters that say, um, oh, I'm a perfect match for your job, and then give no details. And if they change the company name and all that, uh, that's, yeah, they're going even farther, but yeah, even a couple of people for that um, Tokyo Metropolitan uh, uh, Board of Education job, there are a few people that just said, um, oh, I'm applying for your job, 
which I found on this site. And then it just, just used pronouns and things like that and said, oh, I'm a perfect match for your job. And then they just put some selfish things about um, what they want about it, uh, the job and all this. But, um, yeah, when they don't say that, it's like, okay, you're using the spray and pray method and you're out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, so just I know you don't know the exact numbers, but is, it, is that like do people actually like for that job like that, even the Tokyo Metropolitan Government Board of Education job, do you still sometimes see, say people's like I'm, I'm applying for the job of ALT with Interact? Do you still see those? Oh, yeah, that goes all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because they copy and paste it and they didn't change all of it because they're um, too busy. I mean, lazy to do that. But um, <laughs> now before people use the shotgun approach, but um, instead of sending out uh, 20 or 30 resumes because the hiring manager has seen that many resumes by lunch, um, just get the top five that you like, research the school a little bit more and say what you can bring to the table. And do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, that's it. But no, there were a few that uh, applied for the um, uh, the jobs that I had. That um, no, it's a copy and paste. And um, uh, so yeah, you have a certification, but I can tell right there by not changing that you're lazy. And uh, yeah. yeah, we don't want to hire a lazy person. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have asked before, but the, the, that job, the LT position for that job in Tokyo, is still open, right? There's still positions available. You haven't filled all of these spots yet. Um, right now they're inundated with so many people to interview that they've stopped um they've taken it offline okay for now so yeah so sorry um yeah um you're gonna have to wait next but no there's a bunch of other good jobs on the uh, site that have are paying decent wages and all this so go check it out for sure yeah um see so yeah, last time we talked we talked about the this interview system that was pretty cool i did it myself as a guinea pig like it's a it's a fake and then i want to say fake fake's the totally wrong word uh automatic interview system uh where like you have to answer the kind of common questions you always get asked you know and it records you on the system so how, how has that been going have people been using that yeah so about in november we introduced this uh, video interview system it's not a video resume it's a video interview so either you request to have one taken or an employer will ask you so what happens is um uh once you get the interview uh, the invitation you click on the, the tab and it'll take you to a website um that's on ours and Basically, we'll check your, check your equipment, and then about five or six standard um, interview questions will pop up. And then basically uh, one interview question, um, like, what are your strengths? And then we'll pop up. You'll have like 20 seconds to think about it. Uh, your video camera on your computer will start recording for up to two minutes. Then you say what your strengths are. You can stop it early. But then it'll go on to the next question, rinse, lather, repeat, and it'll do about five questions. And then so that's over, and that gets attached to your profile and your application. So what we found with this is that it's uh, three things that's good for is that uh, employers are looking at those with a video interview before any other candidate. And they actually use that to see if you're interested in their job because they'll basically invite you to take their interview. If you don't take the video interview, they're like, oh, this guy just applied to everybody. So you're not interested. The other one is HR people are, a lot of them are a little lazy, if you will. They want to find uh, what they're doing. Interviewing takes a lot of time and it's a pain. So even for a Skype or a face-to-face interview, you'll set one up from like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever. And then you'll set the one at 6 o'clock. And in the first 30 seconds, like, geez, I didn't know this guy had a neck tattoo. And it's like, oh, geez. And then, but you have to be polite 
for the next 20 minutes and waste each other's time um, or the person that doesn't get the job is going to talk bad things about you on social media. And so they can't get any work done until the next interview. So basically it's like, okay, I can look at these five people in about 20 minutes and then I'll know if I actually want to bring them in for an interview, which is great for the actually the job seeker because if the employer is going to discriminate you against um, uh, your hairstyle, your looks, your whatever, have them do it. Take the video interview and then have them discriminate you there at your own time instead of taking your, yeah, basically uh, changing your schedule to be discriminated against. Yeah, I guess because uh, I know it's like you can, like you said, you can do one yourself or you, the, play, the company can ask you to do one. Right. Uh, so you finding most people are voluntarily doing it or not? Is it like at what percentage do you think are doing that automatically? Because I think you sh- I mean, you should do it. The questions are like the most obvious interview questions of the world. Yeah, they're the softball ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just you could write what you want to say exactly and just, you know, right. say it naturally. You'd be okay. But uh, you think a lot, of, are a lot of people using it or 50-50, 25-75? What do you think? Well, it t- there is a time lag because uh, for obvious reasons, you can't be taking this video interview at the current company you're trying to quit or at a Starbucks. It's like, uh, yeah, hey, boss, excuse me. I'm taking, I'm in an interview right now. So, yeah, that doesn't work very well. But, um, yeah, I'd say only about um, 25% are actually taking, maybe a little bit, maybe 30% are taking interviews that they've been invited for. So I can appreciate that um, uh, nobody even likes leaving voicemail messages. And this is even more because you get to see yourself. But, no, it saves time. And it's great for especially those non-native highly fluent speakers. Yeah, we had one lady that applied to a job and she was from uh, Lithuania. Okay, so the HR person, it's for an English teaching job, an ELT job. And we're like, Lithuania? Come on, give me a break. Okay. And then, okay, just for, um, just for the heck of it, let's take a look at the, uh, the video interview. Wow, she speaks with a perfect British accent and more clearly than I do. Okay. No, and she got a job. A great honor. But um, yeah, so, but, um, and uh, what a couple others did, which I thought was interesting, is they took their video interview, the link to it, and they put it on a cover letter when they were applying to jobs, which they found on something like Ohio Sensei or another source or like this. And then they put in their cover letter. So uh, I'm applying for your job, which I found a blah, blah, blah. These are my skills that go and they uh, go against the job description. Oh, by the way, I've been invited to take a video interview on jobs in Japan. If you would like to see a little bit more about me and judge my language skills, blah, blah, blah. Here, take a look at this link. And then they close it. Yeah, so yeah, they attach it there. And it's like, okay, I'm already pre-interviewed. Just take a look and then uh, give me a call. Wow, I, didn't, I didn't know it had that feature. That's really cool. That's like brilliant, right? You could use it on any other. It, it seems like that's, look how much confidence that shows if you do that, right? Like here, you want to hear my, you want to hear me talk and everything. Here it is. That's just really cool. Yeah, so it's going well. I, and I, I think like so much, especially entry level jobs. I think you'd agree. It's, it's just about showing that you 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 care, right? I mean, right. that's such a big part of it, you know. And like, if you don't do the interview, it just it, of course it's showing that you don't care a hundred percent, right? Because you don't you don't want to do the go through. It is a you know, yeah. no one likes to be on camera. No one like it's a pain, yeah. but it's such a small thing to show you care, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, two things that was interesting about that that you said you gotta care is that um, so many people don't read the job description and they don't care because um, I'm involved with an, another school 
And at the bottom of the job description, I wrote, when you apply for the job, please start the first paragraph of your cover letter with the word banana. I, so I want people that are interested in my school and not just any school. And actually only about 40% put the word banana as the first word. And so it's like, okay, nobody's reading anymore. I guess reading is another one. But, um, so, but showing that you care and what you bring to the table is paramount because this is, um, I got this email today uh, from one of the larger, uh, I say, English schools, which has hundreds of teachers. And we just, um, we talk because I come on with their, one of my bigger clients. So if you look at all the jobs on our site, you can probably guess which one of five it is. But um, anyway, just saying I was looking through, this is, I'm going to quote, I was looking through an application for an English teacher position and the applicant did not have any experience in teaching at all. Furthermore, the experience was all in IT, which, to be frank, doesn't give the impression of customer service. However, he had written a cover letter explaining why he was interested in being an English teacher and what he can bring to the table and how he would commit to the job. And then first, before reading the cover letter, he thought, oh, no way. But after reading the cover letter, he thought, yeah, I'm going to bring him in for an interview. So this is an IT guy, no English teaching experience, going for a major English teaching company. And basically, see, IT, oh, yeah, people skills, right? They're good with zeros and ones, not people. And then just as like, oh, wow, this person's intelligent. But uh, yeah, so you're going to have to run through some hoops. But, um, uh, but oh, one story I'm going to, this is on a, we're going off on a tangent, but not just taking the video to get a job. So... Uh, to get that uh, Tokyo Board of Education ALT job, uh, one of the hoops that they made everybody jump through was to fill out their own data sheet. Of course, it's their Tokyo Board of Education. They have their own data sheet, and that goes with the package. You have to fill it out. So I did the initial screenings, and I sent uh, some of the candidates like, okay, uh, for the next step, I need you to fill out this um, form for the Tokyo BOE. And one very qualified, certified teacher sent back and said, oh, as the dispatch company is obviously getting paid for this, he can fill out my, the form themselves using the information on my resume. Wow. Uh, he was not invited for an interview. <laughs> but no, you have to play the games and you have to jump through the hoops. But um, yeah, uh, definitely... Uh, take the interview, uh, the video interview, and you can sign up for that on Jobs in Japan on the right-hand side of the front page. It's like, if you want to take the video interview, here's a link. Do wow, it, that, take that, it, that, share it with employers, and then, yeah, you'll get a job. Yeah, that, that person, back to that person there, that's just really some some hubris there to say <laughs> you can figure out my stuff. Wow. Uh, I need to remind you that you're the one asking for something here. But yeah. Wow, what, what the, the 2020, I guess, right? Ah, uh, yeah. But um, anyways, the person thinks like, hey, my who doesn't stink, um, you should be uh, asking me, not the other way around. And um, I guess that confidence, uh, well, I guess he'll stay with his own place or do what he's doing. 
<laughs> okay, so la- last question for me. I know I yeah. always ask, the, ask these industry questions for you. Uh, so you, you said you talked to these small school owners, and I remember when I got to Japan, it was 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, opening your own school as a foreigner was kind of a big thing. There was a lot, a lot of ways to do it. A lot of people were doing it, and a lot of those have closed now. Do you think it, it's, it's uh, less of a thing now in 2020? Like, is it something that you could even do? What do, what do you think about that, about like foreigners starting their own schools? Oh, sure, and it's easier than ever um, because you don't need any licenses, and um, but – uh, for a kaiwa, uh, for English conversation. Of course, if you want to do some other things, you would need a hoikushi or like a, a certified teacher or other things. Uh, but just for the garden variety uh, English conversation school, it's very easy to do. Uh, there's no barriers to entry. And there are even services that um, you can get to, for example, answer the phone and even CRM systems to, so you can do the student lists, list, um, the bookings, everything else, the whole, um, I say, soup the nuts of a school, the back office stuff, you can all outsource it, all of that now. Oh, wow. That's, that's way different than I was expecting that. So it is something that you can do. Wow, it's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I guess you'd have to – oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. So, yeah, it is something you can do, but uh, you have to differentiate yourself because if you're offering cradle to the grave English and gray kaiwa and all this, uh, uh, yeah, and the next one, two doors down, is offering the same thing, yeah, it's just a race to the bottom on price. So you're going to have to have something that you're doing special or different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, especially cause you don't have your own place. I mean, anyone can do the kind of private, basically if you want to be a private lesson person, you go to the person's house, that's way different than having a, you know, store, a, a store basically, or your own school. That's, you got to pay the rent and stuff. And then, yeah. What, how do you make yourself different? Right. I mean, yeah. And gotta, that's, that's a tough job. And the other thing is where a lot of schools are going, they're all going after the kids market. And as you probably have heard, um, Japan's not plucking out as many kids. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, but apparently, um, from speaking to some of the uh, employers that I know, that the hobbyist, um, culturally interested housewives and the gray kawa, the older people, uh, those are a little bit better, uh, I say, target if you're going to start your own school uh, because uh, they don't quit. Uh, for a long time. So you'll have like uh, Ms. Sato has been with our school for 12, 15 years and she still doesn't speak English. But anyways, I know they take it as a hobby. <laughs> Wait, I want to make sure I heard that word right. You say gray kaiwa? Yeah, That's gray kaiwa, yes. I want to use that again in the future for sure. Uh, but, uh... You can use it as your own. There's no copyright on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Peter, that was a great little talk here. Uh, anything else you want to share about uh, anything you'd like to close us out here? Uh, no, the only thing is um, good luck for... Um, to anybody that's looking for a job, um, yeah, the best site for you to find it on is the one you found your job on, of course. But, uh, yeah, please use Jobs in Japan as one of those sources. And when you write a cover letter, please, please, please make it specific to that job and where you add value. And then the employer is going to say, like, wow, this person actually wants my job and not any job. And it'll just make uh, all the difference. That's kind of the theme of the show, I think. It's just show you care, yeah. and uh, you'll be ahead of, uh, like you said, 75% of the, of the field or whatever. So, <laughs> But Arvita, I'll talk to you again down the road, and yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming. My pleasure. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed today's Inside Japan podcast. Dive deeper into our world and learn more about what awaits you. Check out altinsider.com. And for regular, up-to-the-minute job postings, check into jobsinjapan.com for the next big gig. Please tune in for our regular excursions into the world of Japan, and good luck! Gambate!
Tchau, tchau.